0: The accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba presents the 22nd College Football Hall of Fame season of Fighting Irish Preview. And now, the Banditos Fresh Made Daily Kickoff with your host, Phil Houck. Breaking, breaking, breaking. This is a special report from the hidden microphones of the Fighting Irish Preview News Network. Justin, FIPNN, has obtained a recording of Syracuse head football coach Dino Babers reviewing the scouting report from his top assistant for this week's game against Notre Dame. We now go to that meeting.
1: Okay, we are rolling. Eight and two, man. Moving up in the polls. We are on fire. Okay. Let's get to work on our next victim. Coach, who do we have this week? Well, Coach Babers, this week we play a pretty good opponent, Notre Dame. Notre Dame? Come on. How good can they be? They lost eight games a couple years ago. Brian Kelly can't win in November. And they're traveling all the way to our backyard, Yankee Stadium, for their own home game to try and beat the Mighty Orange. Really? <laughs>
0: well, Coach, first of all, let's talk about that home field, Yankee Stadium thing Actually, yeah, it's in our backyard, but New York City is the home of the original Notre Dame Subway alumni thing. Most of the fans are going to be for the Irish, and Indy has been playing on that ground for years. Heck, it's where Rockney gave his George Gipps speech. The place will reek blue and gold.
1: Uh, hmm, yeah, Alright, I don't believe in that stuff anyway. What about the real stuff on the field, X's and O's stuff? Well, Coach, uh, Notre Dame plays a really good defense. Oh, come on, the big orange is a juggernaut. We average 44 points a game. They can't slow us down. Well, Notre Dame
0: has some pretty good players that might give us some problems. A kid named Tillery is a mountain of a man in the middle, and he can rush the passer. And these guys coming off the edge, O'Quara, Kareem, and Hayes, frankly, the only way anybody has stopped them is by holding them, uh, which I guess is against the rules.
1: Huh? Got to do what you got to do. Anyway, hmm. What about their linebackers? We'll kill them with short stuff and draws.
0: Uh heat seeking is how the scanner report has classified them. What? Heat seeking? What are you, what are you talking about? These kids in the middle named Coney and Tranquil, they move like heat seeking missiles, and when they arrive they explode with extreme prejudice. Same goes for this kid at safety named Gilman, Alohi Gilman. Wow, he sniffs out plays like some kind of psychic and plays with a nasty attitude.
1: Hmm. Uh, really? Uh, okay, um. Well how are they in the secondary?
0: Well, Julian loves an all-American. Troy Pride, almost as good as him. Great speed and excellent technique. Uh, so they're good at every level. Yeah, Coach. I think that would be fair. They're good at every level.
1: Uh, well, surely our defense can lock them down. And I, I heard their hot shot quarterback is hurt.
0: Notre Dame's offense is good and diverse, and it looks like their hot shot quarterback will actually play. And that hot shot Ian Book is good. Really good. He leads the nation in completion percentage.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. So he he does play really well, uh, and he's gonna play. Go on, Dexter Williams
0: uh, is just one of the really good stable of backs. He went for 202 yards last week. If he gets into the secondary, coach, we've looked at film. Forget it. He's gone.
1: Oh, come on. He
0: killed Florida State last week. Like I said, 202 yards, two long touchdown runs against one of the best run defenses in the country. And their offensive line is getting better every week. They protect the quarterback, and they took control of that game last week with a second-half 12-play 97-yard drive all runs. All runs? Come on, are you kidding me? Coach, I wish I was, but yep, all runs. They opposed their will. It was brutal. And then there are their wide receivers, 6'5", 6'4", run well, catch well, and a stable of big, fast, blocking, and catching tight ends. It's actually really impressive.
1: Uh, uh, No, coach, it's not impressive. It's depressing. Uh, Boy, we have a lot of work to do. Uh, No time off for anyone this week. Everybody, round the clock. Tell the GAs to double up on the coffee. Oh, Oh, offense, defense, depth. Ian Book, Jerry Tillery, Drew Tranquil, Dexter Williams, 6'4", 6'5", help me. Uh, Coach Babers, where where are you going? I'm going to lay down and curl up and hide under a blanket. Bring me an aspirin and some hot cocoa, please. This Notre Dame scouting report has has given me a huge headache. And that is
0: what our FIPNN microphones captured deep inside the football offices at Syracuse University. It sounds like they're facing a difficult week there this week. And now back to your regular scheduled episode of Fighting Irish Preview.
1: Banditos with four Fort Wayne locations, Wayne Dale, Georgetown, and Glenbrook Commons. Banditos is fresh made daily. Now, stay tuned for Fighting Irish insight from America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, senior editor of irishillustrated.com. After these words from Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, Sheer mcculloch Auctioneers, Starbank, and
2: Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. This is Fighting Irish Preview. The University of Notre Dame exemplifies dedication to hard work, integrity and personal values which result in success in the classroom and on the football field. The professionals at Haynes, Eisenbarger and Skiba, like Notre Dame, know the same dedication and their experience and ability provides peace of mind. Combining local expertise with access to national and international experts through their affiliation with BDO, the fifth largest accounting firm in the world, tax planning, tax compliance, auditing, business valuation, and estate planning, the full-service accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like the Irish, has what it takes to help you achieve success. Located in Fort Wayne, near Jefferson Point, Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba proudly supports Notre Dame football and congratulates all those who are a part of the greatest tradition in all of sports. Go Irish! Go Irish!
3: This is Art Salzburg. I don't endorse everybody, but i found a company that I think provides a great service. The company is Shearer McCulloch, and what they do is targeted specifically for seniors, people who may be thinking about downsizing and are overwhelmed by the thought of what it's going to take. Shearer McCulloch will pack you up, move you, and then sell your house and everything that's left. Now that's the most comprehensive relocation service anywhere, and what I call in sports terms covering all the bases. Sharon McCulloch uses an international auction platform to make sure your possessions are seen by the right buyers. They're looking to get top dollar from people who have an interest in the special treasures you've collected over the years. Shera McCulloch is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and highly recommended by leading retirement communities and law firms. If Sharon and I decide to make a change in lifestyle, we'll be calling Shera McCulloch at 441 441- eight six three six that's four four one eighty six thirty six we trust them and we know they'll make things easy and profitable
4: Coors Light established in 1978 and born in the Rockies where the only thing more refreshing than your current adventure is what's next it's why Coors Light is lagered cold for a lighter crisper taste filtered cold to ensure brilliance clarity and brightness and packaged cold For peak refreshment, because those who thirst for more deserve nothing less than the world's most refreshing beer, Coors Light. 2018 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
2: Celebrate responsibly. Star Bank is an Indiana-based community bank known for delivering quality service for the past 75 years. Whether you want to visit one of our convenient locations from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday or bank electronically, Star is a full-service financial institution where you can bank wherever you are. Stop by a branch or visit StarFinancial.com to switch to Star today. Member FDIC. Now back
1: to Fighting Irish
0: Preview with your host,
1: Phil Halk. Well, Tim Priester on balance. I I thought things went just about as good as they could have against FSU. Brandon Wimbush got off to a fast start. We talked about the need for him to do that. Uh, Defense held Florida State to just two scores. Offensive line seemed to be improved. Did you walk away from last week's game like I did with really a little bit of new respect for the Fighting Irish?
5: Well, especially the offensive line. I thought to rush for 365 yards and like 6.5 yards of carry against that defensive line, as bad as Florida State has been, it's been a good defensive line. They've been stout against the run, and Notre Dame pounded them. I liked how Chip Long, you know, as the third quarter was coming to a close and then going into the fourth quarter, that 12 play, 97 yard drive was all on the ground so yeah i you know I, I thought it was good I thought it was significant progress for that group in particular as you mentioned Brandon Wimbush and that's that was that's been typical of Brandon Wimbush when he's been a, a starter that he he starts strong but defenses adjust to him and his accuracy fades away and he doesn't read things as well as he should doesn't go through his progressions and if he does he doesn't see it so, uh, but he did what he had to do when the game was in down. The game was only down the first quarter and led him to 17 nothing lead. It should have been 21-0 because he missed a read to, to Alizé Mack on that field goal drive. But, yeah, I mean, by and large, I thought it was a really sound performance by Notre Dame in progress in particular with the running game.
1: Yeah, and, you know... The way I felt after the game was, and I was happy, I said, we whipped Florida State and we did it with our backup quarterback. That's a good thing. And and I really respect uh, some of Brandon Wimbush's comments about – you know, being the backup and 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 trying to have a great attitude during the whole thing because you just know how difficult that has been for him, and he admitted as much. Uh, but you brought up the goal line stand, and, you know, that was a great sequence in the game, I thought, Tim, that really did break some new ground for the Irish. Well, first of all, the goal line stand, but I want to talk about that drive that came after that. The Irish at that time were up 35-13, to but Florida State, after Wimbush's second interception, looked like they were going to take advantage of a short field, put it in, the Irish get the great goal line stand. Now, we knew the defense was capable of that, but then the Irish come back with a 97-yard drive. This touch says something about Chip Long, and I think it also said something about the offensive line because they were all runs, and that was a thing of beauty.
5: Yeah, and the the goal line stand, I'm glad you brought that up because – you know, if Florida State scores there, it's now a thirty-five twenty game. And no matter how much Notre Dame scores after that, say they score two more touchdowns instead of one, it's still forty-nine to twenty. And we're we're at that time of year where the optics, as it pertains to Notre Dame and Michigan, uh, you know, are important. So I thought that that was a really really critical goal line stand held them to thirteen at that point. Whatever you end up with offensively. It's a convincing win, and then, as you said, the 97-yard drive pounded uh, pounded at home that they were the superior team that night. Yeah,
1: uh, just impose their will, as Brian Kelly uh, likes to say. And I thought it broke new ground for that offensive line. That was that was a great part of the game. And uh, you got to give credit to Chip Long for the play calls and the way he sticks with the run. And I want to talk a little bit about Chip. Comes in last year, he had one-year experience uh, as an offensive coordinator at Memphis State. He had been coaching for a while, but he was only 34 years old. Tim, what did Brian Kelly see in this young man? Because he obviously saw something good, and he was correct. This guy has really uh, done a great job, I think, as a play caller.
5: I would agree, and he doesn't call plays like a young Uh, you know, offensive play caller. Well, what Brian Kelly saw in him was, one, a guy that would stick with the run, which, you know, anytime we hear Brian Kelly say that, it gets us all excited because we think that that's critical to the success, uh, long-term success of of the Notre Dame offense. Uh, The use of the tight end, uh, although they don't, they haven't thrown a lot to them. They use a lot of tight ends, multiple tight ends. And and so, you know, I mean, I I think that, yeah, that was something that I, Said and wrote this week that no matter, and he likes to throw the ball around. There's no doubt he likes to come out throwing the football, but he never takes his finger off the pulse of the running game. And I think that's absolutely critical, especially at a place like Notre Dame, where they can, you know, they can recruit offensive linemen. Uh, we've seen, you know, they're they're not in one of their peak uh, performance levels with their offensive line, but they have been in in recent years with first round draft choices and felt you know, a guy that will never sway too far from the running game, I think is exactly. What, I think that's what any offense needs. But but with Notre Dame, uh, I think that's how Notre Dame is built. When you're a team up north, I think it's important to be able to run the football in November. So you know, and I think he's pretty dynamic. When things get rolling, he's very quick in his decision making. The the play is into Ian Book, and Ian Book is rolling. So. A pretty dynamic young offensive coordinator who doesn't call plays like a young offensive coordinator.
1: Yeah, let's hope he sticks around for a while because I, I think he's just going to get better in that position. And let's also recall the fact that in college, Chip Long played tight end. his uh, cut his teeth in coaching as a tight ends coach. And so I think it kind of makes sense that he, he surely understands the passing game, but he also understands the uh, the run game as well. So just a perfect combination there. Now, Tim, let's talk a little bit about the defense against Florida State. Senior Nick Coleman with the interception. Overall, that was a, really bodes well, I think, for the nickel position. He played well. But I'd like to talk about the middle of that front line, Tim. Jerry Tillery at three technique. Bonner backed up by Heinisch at the nose. Tim, you wrote some interesting things about Tillery this week, and you interviewed Heinisch the other day. He sounds like somewhat, shall we say, an interesting guy.
5: Yeah, Kurt Kurt Heinisch is a piece of work. There's no doubt about it. And I was actually the one that, you know, nobody had, nobody from Notre Dame had just volunteered to bring him in. I asked to have him brought in because I knew the personality, and I think he's played really, really um, solid football for Notre Dame. You look at the stat sheet, and I don't think it's reflective of his performance. Now, Jerry Tillery. Yeah, I was a little bit critical of him this this week because I don't think that he's making plays. I don't think that he's really made plays since the Stanford game. I think he's. Uh, it, it has nothing to do with effort. He he busts his tail every snap. He's penetrating, but you know to be considered a great three technique, you have to make plays. And ten games into the season, twenty eight tackles. And and I, and I, you know, I always, I always offer a qualifier because you can't measure a defensive alignment by tackle total. But if you're going to be a great three technique, you got to get off some tackles and make some plays. And I don't think that he's really done that lately. Having said that, he's invaluable. They're going to miss him tremendously next year because he forces opposing offensive lines to take note of him every
1: snap. Well, I think what I'm hearing is that he's played really, really well, but at times in the last few weeks maybe he hasn't been great, and maybe he's capable of that, and let's hope his best football is yet to come. Okay, Tim, a bit of a perspective question here, and now this is in hindsight. Who would you say now were or will be the top three challenges on Notre Dame's schedule? Now, before the season, I think – the list was a lot different than it is now. I think the toughest uh, challenge for the Irish so far has been Michigan. What teams would be next?
5: Well, I think Syracuse is number two uh, just because of what they present to you, you know, offensively. Uh, it, it, they keep you on the run, they're running about 90 plays a game. So I think Syracuse is the second best team on the schedule, uh, you know, and as we look at it now. Do we say Pittsburgh? Yeah. I think maybe we have to say Pittsburgh as as the third. I mean certainly a team that gave Notre Dame a great challenge, uh, held them to 19 points, the only team that's really been able to to slow down Ian Book. I guess Northwestern did to some extent, but uh, boy, we wouldn't have said that, huh? Michigan, no. Syracuse, Pittsburgh.
1: They're right. You know, in. I
5: will I I will go back to the story that Irish Illustrated wrote in uh, in June, in which we suggested that maybe some of these traditional powers aren't going to be as good, I didn't think I didn't think Virginia Tech would continue what they had done in their first two years under Justin Fuente, just because of loss of talent. Um, knew that Florida was Florida State was still struggling. Knew that Stanford wasn't the typical defensive, um, you know, front seven that they that they have been. So there were some hints it wasn't going to be as as good as we thought. Pittsburgh was not one of those hints, uh, and they're playing really good football. I, have they lost since uh Notre Dame beat them? I, I'm not sure that they have or they've been on an upswing. So those would be my top three.
1: Yeah, Pitt's on a roll, and I, I agree with that top three now in hindsight, clearly. Michigan, Syracuse. Yet to come, and then Pitt, and probably Northwestern would be next on my list. Tim, let's uh, let's talk about the Shamrock Series uniforms this week, and also green jerseys last week. And I know this is your favorite topic to talk about, uniform <laughs> hype. What did you think of the green? And since you're a baseball guy, what do you think of the pinstripes we're going to see this week?
5: Notre Dame has worn green uniforms many times. There's been some perfect matches with the pants. Last Saturday was not one of them. Then you mix in the blue, and I understand why you're mixing. Notre Dame kind of has three colors. I thought it was an awful green. It's it's the wrong color green, and they've they've been awful in the past. They've been really good in the past, uh, but I thought that was an awful one. I like the pinstripe uniforms. I mean, I get the whole baseball, Yankee Stadium pinstripes. When I play baseball in Notre Dame, our home uniforms, Wore Yankee pinstripes with an interlocking ND. I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever worn. Um, I don't, I don't find any problem with those. I don't have a problem with the helmet. I know it's not gold, so I get that whole thing. But uh, down on the green, thumbs up on the, uh, and I know I'm in the minority with the the the, uh, the pinstripes.
1: Okay, well, I kind of like the pinstripes, but I and I, I just like doing different things, and as long as they don't do it more than once or twice a year. That's cool with me, but boy, was that green bright. And you couldn't read the darn numbers. Blue on green just
5: doesn't work. So I wish you were up on the ninth floor of the Notre Dame press box with me so you could have experienced exactly what that was like.
1: Yeah, I, I can only imagine, and I've been in enough press boxes that, that I can imagine exactly how tough that was. Uh, Tim, it, it's been in many ways a great season to cover Notre Dame football. Journalism is a vocation for you but a really encompassing 24-7 job that you have done very well and you've done it for a really long time. And I've been reading your stuff since 1982. You and your co-writers at irishillustrated.com crank out journalism at an amazing rate. How many articles a week do you write during the season?
5: Uh, I would probably say 18 or 20, something in in that range when it's a night game. Uh, Five on that day because they have because it's a night game, I write an extra story before the game. Um, so I write two before the game. But yeah, you kind of have to crank it out. I will say that this season, more than ever, it has been a morning, noon, and night work schedule. It just has been. I, I don't know if it has something to do with. Well, it has something to do with the makeup of our of our staff for one thing, which changed from last year. But I think when you're when a team's ten and zero. You know, there are more stories to tell. There's more information to share, and then you mix in the podcast with that. So it's been busy, but uh, it's been a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, and uh, like you said, the podcast, you do the videos, and uh, it's just really encompassing. I consider it to be part of my job here as I interview you each week that i got to read everything you write, and I have a hard time keeping up with you, but I do love every second of it. Thanks, Tim. Coming up, it's the all-time Irish hero, key to an Irish victory, injury report, and the world-famous Irish Illustrated prediction. During the break, it's the Fighting Irish Fact of the Week brought to you by Star Bank. This is the 322nd edition of Fighting Irish Preview. Shine a
0: little light into my room
2: Oh, I'm sure the morning sun can eliminate my gloom If it shine a little light into my room All I want is some sunshine sunshine shining through these windows of mine and i want it to be easy easy Clear choices,
3: bushy Treat each house as if it was your own. Our mission statement at Bushy's Windows Doors and Remodeling. Hi, I'm Jim Bushy. At Bushy's, we're proud of our home improvement products that we offer, and we are even more proud of the award-winning installers who will come to your home. Right now, take advantage of our 12-month 0% interest payment plan, and estimates are always free. So call Bushy's at 456-1247, stop into our showroom, or check out bushysfw.com. Bushy's Windows Doors and Remodeling. Your clear choice.
2: Your clear choice is Bushies. Your clear choice is Bushies. Listen to that crowd roar. Art, the Aspen
1: Mortgage Team has just hit the field and the crowd has gone crazy. Phil, why does this crowd love Aspen so much? Well, Art, with more than 20 years in the mortgage business, Aspen is a dynasty. And with all that experience, these crafty veterans can personalize a mortgage for each customer's financial situation. So you always get the best loan program and interest rate. And the Aspen Mortgage Team plays with a lot of class. What do you mean? Well... Friendly personal service you can trust. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. And Art, they'll go into overtime by working the weekends. And they aren't afraid to go on the road. They make house calls.
3: Bill, I can see why the Aspen mortgage team is so popular. Wait, what's the crowd chanting now? <gasps>
1: It's the Aspen phone number.
0: For all your mortgage needs, 486-LOAN is the number to remember. Or visit them on the web at aspenmortgageco.com. Aspen Mortgage, a proud supporter of Notre Dame football.
2: Say hello to financial freedom. Aspen Mortgage, the one people know and trust.
1: The Fighting Irish Fact of the Week is brought to you by Star Bank. With over 40 Indiana locations, Star is your local full-service bank. Notre Dame did not lose a single yard from scrimmage on any play during last week's win over Florida State. That hasn't happened for the Irish since at least 1964. Star Bank is celebrating its 75th anniversary, and Star is here to serve you 7-7 Monday through Saturday. Visit a Star branch to switch to Star today. Member FDIC.
4: Coors Light. Established in 1978 and born in the Rockies, where the only thing more refreshing than your current adventure is what's next. It's why Coors Light is lagered cold for a lighter, crisper taste. Filtered cold to ensure brilliance, clarity, and brightness. And packaged cold for peak refreshment. Because those who thirst for more deserve nothing less than the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light. 2018 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly.
1: Selling or buying a house? In the real estate game, it's results that matter. And in Fort Wayne, Dan Schneider of Century 21 Bradley has built a reputation as a realtor you can trust to achieve the best results. And he'll do it with a friendly personal touch. So put Dan's years of experience to work. Call Dan Schneider of Century 21 Bradley at 312-1479. Or visit him on the web at danschneiderhomes.com. That's Dan Schneider at 312-1479. Your call for real estate results
2: at star bank we offer checking savings mortgage small business commercial banking private banking and wealth management as well as insurance products to help hoosiers reach their financial goals plus with online banking and our mobile banking app you can enjoy the convenience of banking wherever you are stop by a star branch today to switch to star member fdic
0: now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil
1: Halk. This is Fighting Irish Preview. The Irish play the Syracuse Orange at Yankee Stadium this week. TV coverage on NBC starts at 2.30 p.m. South Bend time. And it's now time for the all-time Irish hero, brought to you by the Marina at Lake Age. Cursecraft, Mastercraft, Vanquish Runabouts, and J.C. Pontoons. We share your boating passion. And today we continue our great quarterbacks of the last 60 years series. And first, let's review the list of the great quarterbacks we've covered so far this season. John Hewitt, Terry Hanratty, Joe Theismann, and Tom Clements. Joe Montana, Steve Burelines, Tony Rice, Rick Meyer, Kevin McDougal, Ron Paulus, and last week, Brady Quinn. All great names, and as of last week, we have advanced into the Fighting Irish Preview founded in 1997 era. So Tim, today another guy we have covered together. Jimmy Clausen went a perfect 42 0 as a prep quarterback out of Westlake Village, California. And during his senior high school season, he threw 49 touchdown passes. He came to Notre Dame in January of 2007 as one of the most highly touted quarterback prospects ever. Tim, things were never perfect again for Jimmy Clausen as the Irish lost football games under Charlie Weiss, and Clausen went through growing pains. But by the time his three-season college career was over, he made his mark on the Notre Dame record book. And despite the attitude many fans had about his, well, let's just say it, cocky demeanor, I love the toughness he showed on the field as he shook off injury after injury and kept competing. Tim, this kid had a lot of skills, and I'd say guts, but I'm not sure he had a great supporting cast around him, particularly on the offensive line, and let's face it. Notre Dame from 2007 to 2009, Clausen's years at Notre Dame, and Charlie Weiss' last three seasons. The Irish didn't win a lot of games.
5: I mean, he did a poor job recruiting defensively. They didn't have a running game to go with him. But, I I mean, I agree. I thought, I mean, and I've always said it, I thought his last season in in 2009, his accuracy throwing the football, I thought it it was as fine a, a season as you could have. Now, I think Ian Book is, challenging him a little bit accuracy wise with the with the completion percentage but he was great you know when he came in he was he was very weak uh, you know by college major college quarterback standards he improved that got better as he went along and again I thought that last year I thought he was brilliant
1: absolutely he was uh, that was a great season statistically for him uh, had a 69 percent uh, completion rate which is currently the all-time Notre Dame record, but uh, it's very much um, may go down this year to Ian Book, as you said. Jimmy Clawson returned to Notre Dame during the 2011 offseason and finished his degree in Sociology. Jimmy Clausen, another Marina at Lake Age, all-time Irish hero. The Marina at Lake Age, we love boats. And it's now time for the Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory. Tim Syracuse is eight and two. They are on a four-game win streak and beat Louisville last week 54-23. Their two losses are interesting ones. In week five, they fell in a close one to number two Clemson, 27-23. And then they lost the next week at Notre Dame opponent Pittsburgh, 44-37. Back in week three, they took down last week's opponent for the Irish, Florida State, thirty to seven. Get ready for a frenetic pace of play when Syracuse is on offense. They run tempo to the tune of eighty-two snaps per game, third most in the country, and they average forty-four point four points per game, sixth best nationally. They are led by a four-year starter at quarterback, Eric Dungey, who is a sixty percent passer with fourteen touchdown passes against five interceptions. And he will run the ball. Dungy has scrambled for 690 yards this year and 12 touchdowns. His favorite targets are 6'5", Jamal Custis, team leader in yardage at 748 yards on the season. 5'8", Sean Riley is the possession guy with 54 catches. And Nikeem Johnson, also 5'8", and a home run threat, averages 16 yards per catch. Mo Neal is their leading rusher with 716 yards and 5 touchdowns. But he's questionable for the game. If he can't go, Dante Strickland and Jarvion Howard will take the lead, and they have scored six times each. Despite all those sparkling numbers, Syracuse has not been real good in the red zone, converting for touchdowns just 59% of the time. Defensively, Syracuse has shown some vulnerability. They allow 430 yards per game. That's 96th in the country, and they give up 27.6 points per game. That said, this defense has forced a lot of turnovers, gotten sacks, and is really good on third down. But that third down statistic might be a function of all the yards Syracuse has been giving up on first and second down. Of Syracuse's impressive total of 14 interceptions, freshman safety Andre Sisco has five of them. Defensive end Alton Robinson paces the sack attack with nine on the year, and on the other end, Kendall Coleman has seven. Tim, this is an impressive football team, particularly on offense where they are really balanced. But a couple of things stand out to me. They give up a lot of rushing yards, and they get bogged down sometimes in the red zone. What is the Aspen mortgage key to an Irish victory?
5: It's a really unique football team because some of their stats are kind of contrary to one another, but they're dangerous. There's no doubt about that. Um, They can put pressure on the quarterback, like you said, but there's there's a lot to eat there for most opposing offenses, So. I, to me, I, I think it I, I think it comes down to, uh, I, I think the key for Notre Dame is to stop the run first. When they can run the football, then that opens everything up in their passing game. They're averaging 216 yards rushing per game. Easier said than done, of course, because they put multiple receivers on the field, and it's difficult to defend that. you got to think about using nickel. But I think first and foremost, Notre Dame needs to slow down the running game. I think if that happens, they win this game probably pretty convincingly.
1: Okay, good. Focus on stopping the run first for the Irish. That is Tim Priester's Aspen Mortgage Key to an Irish victory. And Tim Priester, who is this week's Aspen Mortgage Key player for the Irish?
5: Well, we've already talked about him. I think Jerry Tillery. If we're going to talk about stopping the run, the significance of stopping the run, I think it starts in the middle of your defensive line. Uh, Nordame needs Jerry Tillery to have a big, big day and to to slow down that Syracuse rushing attack. And if he doesn't, uh, it's important that Drew Tranquil and Tavon Coney uh, hit their marks and uh, and clean up what the front line doesn't get.
1: Jerry Tillery, Tim Preacher's Aston Mortgage, key player for the Irish this week. Aspen Mortgage, for all your mortgage needs, call 486-LOAN, and it's now time for the Injury Report. Brought to you by Indiana Physical Therapy, your choice for physical therapy, now with 19 northern Indiana locations. Tim, how are the Irish health-wise heading into game 11? And let's talk Ian Book. How confident are we that he's going to play and that he's going to be healthy?
5: Uh, Confident that he'll, he'll play. Uncertain as to just how healthy, because he wasn't in uniform, you know, seven days prior. But there hasn't been any doubt uh, as to whether he would be the starter. He was back in practice. He threw on Monday. He conditioned. He ran. He was back in practice on Tuesday, and so he should uh, he should be the starter. A little concerned about Julian Love. He was banged up a couple times um, during the Florida State game, and this is a really this is a game where Julian Love needs to be at his best with the Syracuse passing game, and then. I guess Drew Tranquil is a foregone conclusion now. He, if he could play in that Syracuse game, uh, he was ready to go against Florida State, and I think he should be just fine for Syracuse.
1: Okay, that sounds actually quite good. Thanks, Tim. And that is your Indiana Physical Therapy Injury Report, and it's now time for the world-famous Irish Illustrated Prediction, brought to you by irishillustrated.com. Uh, Tim Priester, Vegas has the Irish favor by 10.5 points over the Orange. What does America's foremost authority say?
5: I, I talked about Notre Dame stopping the run. They might be able to. They should be able to pull away if they do that. I think it's going to be a struggle, pretty much all along. I, I think Syracuse is for real. What they can do offensively, uh, Notre Dame's offensive tackles will be challenged by the defensive ends that you mentioned. Um, I think it's a higher scoring game naturally, offensively, and Notre Dame should be able to do what they want to do pretty much. But I think it's a battle. It's the 11th week of the season, and uh, you know we're not exactly sure exactly where he and Book will be. So I like Notre Dame winning the game. If they don't create significant uh, problems for themselves, I think they win the game. I have Notre Dame 38, Syracuse 31.
1: to in favor of the Irish. That is Tim Priester's world-famous Irish-illustrated prediction. Tim, I point to the fact that the Irish have played well on the road this year. I like that fact. Uh, I feel like an Ian Book-led offense should be up to the task of scoring a lot of points. And the Notre Dame defense has been strong against everybody, and they're experienced going against tempo offenses. I like that fact. I'm picking the Irish to have 41 points to Syracuse's Twenty-seven. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Phil. Go Irish! And thanks for listening to Fighting Irish Preview. Special thanks to Jim Shovelin, Art Salzburg, and Studio Producer Adam Schenkel. Fighting Irish Preview is the copyrighted property of Judge Phil Productions.
4: Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.